Hello, and welcome to Book Reviews Kill, a podcast about fantasy, sci-fi, and horror novels. I'm Evan. And I'm Chad. And you're listening to The Friday Forge, a weekly episode where we dismantle short stories, smelt bookish ideas, and hammer out topics brought forth by the Book Reviews Kill community. And this week on The Friday Forge, we're answering three questions from our lovely community. The first question comes from my own personal TikTok Q&A section, which I hardly make videos on. I usually just farm the Q&A section for this podcast, <laughs> which works anyway. So uh, this is from a user named Void Salamander. Pretty cool username. Yeah, Void Salamander. And Void Salamander asks, how important is a good book cover? Will it sway your decision to buy a book? Absolutely oh not. No way. I don't judge books by their cover. Never. Not once in my whole life have I ever bought a book solely because of the cover and then not read it for years. Definitely not. It's so funny because like my answer is like going to be extremely contradictory and that like it's super important and it's simultaneously not important at all right like for the many yeah. many years all i did to find because i didn't have this awesome community of bookish folk that whose brains that i could pick all the time and you so i would just go to barnes and noble literally window shop for a book pull one off go over to the coffee shop read a couple pages and then what if i was like well, i like this i would buy it and go and like the book cover had a huge sway over whether or not it like caught my eye or i yeah. took it over to the coffee shop to read it now that being said i have had some books i have two of them sitting right in front of me one of them is the legacy uh by r.a salvatore and the book oh, cover that's a terrible book cover awful. my god and that's supposed to be dritz Dewarden. he looks Oof, like an 80 year old man goodness. yeah it looks terrible but then also here's another one from the same series the thousand orcs yeah and that looks amazing it's just slaying a bunch of orcs and it's awesome so it's like there's been books within a series that i knew i already liked that i hated the cover but loved the book so i think it's really important for initially catching my eye but then beyond that it doesn't really have too much value what do you think um, I don't. Yeah, I mean, I'm all over the place with it. If I'm at a store like this doesn't really happen to me super often anymore because I've got just a gigantic list of stuff to look for already when I'm in a store. Right. But I know typically when I before I started doing all this, yeah, I would do the same thing you did. I would go into a store and if something looked really cool, then I would check it out. And it, it would at least go a long way toward me picking it up and looking through it. But like it, it's it's different now. I mean, like if if someone explains to me like what something is about or if something's really really popular, you know, like a Fourth Wing is a really good example. Like I don't know, that cover isn't like that cool. It's just gold right. and like black lettering, a couple of dragons. It's not the best cover I've ever seen. But I had heard so much about it that I didn't really care what the cover looked like because I just wanted to read it because it was so popular and everyone was talking about it. Right, like Name of the Wind. Yeah, Name of the Wind is lame cover. Not a very good cover. I mean, it's no. not terrible. <laughs> like there's a little mystery there. It's like why is he walking toward that tree or whatever but yeah i mean that tree is he hot need some shade it, it just really depends and it doesn't have to be a super flashy i mean i think that the uh court of thorns and roses like covers at least the ones that i have like the the kind of pastel colored like red and green and purple and whatever uh with just the the writing and like a cool design on it like that looks pretty good i think that's a yeah. solid cover it stands out on the shelf and stuff like joe abercrombie's covers those look really cool but like, I don't think they're very good. Yeah, they're, they're kind of very simple. I think they're yeah. kind of cool, though. Yeah, they're like they're splashes right. of like blood that like splashed up on the thing. I don't know. I was kind of liked them, but they don't tell you anything about the story. Right, exactly. What's your opinion of covers on the book? Like, what do you want on a book cover? Let's say let's talk about your book. What would you like on the book cover? Um, I mean, something that at least imparts just like a tiny bit of information of what you could expect, you know, okay. or something. What would be really cool is something that it did look cool initially. But then upon reading the book more, the cover makes more sense. I right. like, I like okay. those a lot. Like, that's a really good idea. 
Like those Joe Abercrombie covers are a really good example of covers that I'm just not a, a big fan of. I think they're too, it's too chaotic and I, it doesn't give anything like at all. Like it shows off a little bit, I guess like the cover of it, like the new editions of the first law and like age of madness and stuff. Like they do give kind of like a rough, like this is how sharp and edgy the prose is. And like, this is what you can kind of expect. Like the, these ones. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. That's yeah. fine. Like it doesn't look I think terrible. It's kind of cool though. They look kind of dirty. And like I said, they look like, yeah, they're like grimy, stuff, but yeah. yeah. Um, I think that uh, some of the worst book covers that I've seen it, the the song of ice and fire covers i i hate them i hate those covers so oh, much they're like, awful yeah like the blue and yellow and green and red and white and just like it's just like a weird symbol in the like it's just like a helmet you know and it, <laughs> or a sword or whatever and it's just it's just so lame i just don't like those at all i think that they kind of work for what they are but uh someone who regularly kills their cover game is uh brian jacques the red oh, yeah. books, oh, yeah. have really red cool books are great yeah yeah so you get some like sweet looking like wolf rodent thing with like a cowl you know and his little beady eyes looking out from under it it's yeah. really cool i like the covers for the mere visitor books quite a bit like hmm. those kind of like they're, those are also kind of pe pastel colored and kind of like uh they look hand drawn almost um i like okay. those a lot uh the cover for uh more do by alex phoebe is amazing it's one of the my favorite book covers i've ever seen you should check it out uh, it's called more do spelled m-o-r-d-e-w i think yeah, yeah, you nailed it yeah oh that because like um it's like stenciled yeah like oh, it looks gosh, like really awesome dork thing maybe yeah, it like... kind of it kind of evokes like uh it's it's giving as the kids like to say it's giving uh like Mervyn Peak, Gorman Gast vibes, you know, totally, that's, that's totally, what I yeah. see there. It sets a tone for sure. It's kind of like a gothic. Yeah. Like sort of dark. I really like it. I don't know. It's I, I would say that uh, a book cover will encourage me to buy a book sometimes, but it will typically not make me not want to buy something if I've heard about it. You know, it up. won't it won't dissuade me from buying it if I'm already initially kind of excited about it, but it will dissuade me from checking it out if i've never heard of it before absolutely <laughs> that makes sense. and like i think it's important to keep in mind that some books just have lame covers like one of my favorite books the name of the wind has a pretty lame boring cover and so it's like just keep that in mind as you shop yeah. for books knowing that like it doesn't necessarily match the content books of babel um those, those ones, are those are good they have really I, cool i think covers. those are cool yeah it's all about the tower and there's usually a person like sitting on it using it as a throne or falling yeah. within it and like it's just like really cool meaningful there's a lot of detail in them but you know if you were an author you need a, a masterful artist in order to do that i don't really like books that have the characters on the cover and if they do have the characters i prefer them to be facing away maybe like a blurry outline or something yeah. or like have put a cloak on them or something just because i don't know lots of times the face isn't what the face that i see in my mind and i don't want that kind of set for me I, f I fully understand what you're saying. I think there's one uh, exception, and that's the uh, old Star Wars Legends books. Oh. Like as long, because <laughs> like yeah, it's it's Harrison Ford and Mark Hamill and Carrie Fisher. Like that's that's who those people are. So it's right, it's right. like oh, dude, it's totally, totally fine. Oh, all of them are good, and they're all yeah, a little like bit. Heir to the Empire and yeah. Oh my god, the cover the for Heir to the Empire is so silly. So good. But <laughs> yeah, I mean, besides great. that, I don't really, you know, like I have an Aragon book that has like the Aragon actor, like 
on the front. Like oh, the movie that's the worst. The movie tie-in so ones are the worst. Like, I will not oh. buy movie tie-in covers. Like, I'm sorry. No. I support the book. I support the author. I support the movie. You know what I mean? Right. I'm on board, but like, I'm not buying also, this book. You know, the first like copy, <laughs> the first time I ever read A Game of Thrones, the first book in Song of West and Fire, I did have the movie tie-in one with Sean Bean on the throne with like the sword in his hand and stuff. Oh, wow. And like, that one looks pretty decent, actually. That one looks as far as like show or film uh, tie-in books, I feel like that's probably the best one. There's a couple of Lord of the Rings ones that don't look terrible, but like still just look kind of bad. And yeah, I was at Powell's the other day, and they always have like these sale racks, and I, like the sale racks are just where they put all the movie tie-in like fantasy books. Oh, you know for, sure, I mean? for sure. It's just like it's like, hey, if you've been meaning to read Fight Club for a while, this one has Edward Norton and Brad Pitt on the cover, and that's right. fine. But like, you want to read Fight? It, it's eight dollars. It looks like crap. Like, it looks right. like the movie poster, but like, it's the book. Like, it's eight bucks. Right, whatever. Right. You know, you or you could spend eighteen on like the Palinic one that came out with like the whatever whatever the cover. I can't even remember what it is. Totally. The Malazan books have pretty cool covers. Some of them do. Memories like, of Ice. Yeah. Some of them, it's like this cath- castle that's under siege. Well, the one that you're holding right now is the old edition uh, because there's like all these new editions of the Malazan books. I feel like the covers aren't as interesting. Like the older ones oh. are really cool looking. Like the, the, the one for... Um, this one's radical. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That one's really awesome. Oh, man. I can't wait to start Malazan. House of Chains has like all these like huge dogs on it. Yeah, that's that's, that's so the sweet. yeah that's the the cover that they I think they use the same cover in a few of the new editions. I don't know, doesn't matter. Hmm. Uh, let's move on to the next question here. All right, let's do it. Good question. Avoid Good Salamander. question, Void Salamander. Uh, our next question comes from Kyle Cat, one of our wonderful Discord Ooh. mods. Uh, Kyle Cat asks, "What is one fantasy or sci-fi food you'd love to try?" And that works really well for the BRK podcast because for some reason <laughs> we're does. always talking about food on here so it's good just question. a foodie type of metaphorical place over here i'm basic on this answer my initial knee jerk was like i would love to nibble on some lembas bread yeah but like it would just make you so full so fast great do you think it tastes good oh for sure yeah i bet you it yeah. like melts in your mouth and you're like mm. but then it just fills the stomach of a, of a full-grown man so quickly well i'm not trying to like hunger games it where i have to like purge and eat more like i'm just trying to like i don't know food <laughs> my relationship with food is very much like like i'm a sweet tooth and i love candy and everything but if i if there was like a paste that I could eat that gave me like all the nutrition that I needed. Uh, you know, as much as I make food metaphors, I'm not a very big foodie outside of my words, I guess. Just because I like, I would take that paste five times a week, just, you know, because it's easy. I, I wish cooking. we were, if we were doing ads for this podcast, that would have been a perfect spot to like insert an ad for like Soylent or whatever. Yeah, or whatever so that, <laughs> that would have been it's people. No, there's like a product you can buy. I think it's called Soylent. I and think it's so like, too. yeah, yeah it's like a joke from the movie. Yeah. But they're just like, it's everything you need. Come on. It's like an, it's right. like an insure, but like, I've never, I just never really trusted it. It's just like, uh, I don't yeah. know, man. I think you're supposed to eat food. But I know. Maybe. I, know. I don't know. I don't, I'm not a doctor. Maybe you can drink that right. stuff all the time. It's probably better than like frozen burritos and peanut butter milkshakes. So like, yeah, probably. <laughs> maybe. I remember one time we were talking and we were talking about a friend, a mutual friend of ours, Dylan. And you were like, yeah, weird thing about Dylan was he puts ranch on his frozen burritos. And I was like, bro, I literally did that like 20 minutes. Oh my god, it's so gross. I'm never gonna do it. I don't care how oh, good it so tastes. Good. I won't be able to get about? past it. What sort of food would you like to eat? Um, I well, it's funny because in the Discord, somebody had mentioned the, an answer that I was thinking of, and it was I just want to attend a Red Wall feast. Oh, just, I just want right. to be around, I want to be there, I want to like shrink down to, my, to mouse size and just 
be well, a part of the, the question, whole... right? Are they actually smaller or are they? I think it's it's been answered. I don't remember what the actual answer is, but so it's out there somewhere. Like I know ago. we can we can talk about it some other time. <laughs> I forgot. I forgot what the actual answer is, but whatever appropriate size I would have to be to right, attend. Right. You know what I mean? And I just want I want like the the roasted walnuts and the fish and the yeah. potatoes and just like everything. And I think that the you know atmosphere does a lot for how food tastes. And so I feel like really food would never taste as good again after being at a red wall feast surrounded by so. your family of varmints. Yeah. Um, I was thinking about like, what food do they have in the great hall when they're eating in Harry Potter? And I was like, Oh yeah, it's just a bunch of like British food pastries and stuff. You know, <laughs> sorry for, yeah. sorry, British people. <laughs> sorry, British people. <laughs> your food is, is great. great. Your food is great. I, yeah. I totally finished everything I ate while I was over there. Oh, <laughs> uh, this isn't very <laughs> shooty, sure. but like, I would really love to feel the effects of a healing potion like oh yeah drinking that yeah. And, like feeling like healing energy like rushing throughout your body like to the tips of you like what that would be so cool or like when harry potter drinks like what is it felis felicis or whatever the luck potion. oh yeah i have like, a feeling that that's just like cool. like being on like ecstasy or something yeah yeah like, 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 at least that's something. what <laughs> that's the way that daniel Radcliffe was acting in the movie you know he was acting Straight like up. he was on something yeah dude, he uh, just took some mdma it was like all right let's do this going to hagrid's house give me my candy necklace i'm ready <laughs> um but yeah i mean i can't really think of much else i mean it's funny because i feel like a lot of the food and fantasy books like it sounds good but I don't know. It's, it's like in Song of Ice and Fire, it's just like a lot of like chicken and like potatoes and totally like, you know what I mean? It's just I, like, I always like, think of like the stew that they have in the campsites, like this thick, yeah. creamy venison, but it's probably like not good at all. It's probably like hard pack bread that you have to suck on for a while before you can even like chew it because uh, they've been out on the road forever. But I don't know. It always sounds good in my mind. Uh, when I was in Germany, uh, one of the first nights I was there, we were playing this bar and they were like, hey, it's, we, we made you guys some food. Let's let's go eat. I didn't really know what to expect, really, but we we got in there and they were like, OK, here's your goulash. And <laughs> I was like, I've never had that before. Like what? A goulash? OK. I, and for some reason, I associated it with the word gruel. And so I was like, what are I mean, they feeding us? Fair. Like, what the hell is this? Is but it, it was, like it was like delicious. A, yeah, it was so like good. It was, right? yeah, like it's a... basically stew. I mean, I'm sure there's some kind of distinction there, but man, I, and I was in like a, it was like a 600 year old building. So I kind of felt like I was like a, a bard in a tavern, like eating my stew totally. before. <laughs> you know oh, what yeah, I mean? Goulash it was pretty exactly cool. exactly what I kind of imagine that they're eating on it's the road. Very the good. That it's thick, very creamy, good. like yeah. big chunks of carrots and potatoes and big meat chunks. Like, yeah. And like, typically I'm not a big fan of Paprika. stew but this was awesome yeah I, I, I like distinctly remember the way that it tasted and where i was mm -hmm. sitting and stuff it was just kind of one of those meals but i'd really like sam gamgee uh when they're not starving to death in gorgoroth uh like i, I would like sam gamgee to make me some food you know Ooh. whatever he made i would trust him any food at the green dragon probably it tastes really absolutely, good absolutely yeah. Like yeah they know what they're doing they know how to eat for sure and like i bet you even though they're small the portion sizes would still be very much Gigantic. adequate. Yeah. Yeah. I would love to sample on some like mythical creatures, you know, like I wonder what like a unicorn tastes like a little dragon <sighs> meat, you know, I can't eat a unicorn. I, what if you, you know, I feel like dragon meat would make you sick in pretty much any incarnation of dragon. Or it'll is. make you give you magical powers. Like one of the two. I'd feel bad. Probably a little gamey. Yeah. <laughs> or maybe it's like, it's like super marbled, you know, with with like magic 
yeah, Sil- yeah. silvery silvery fire oh, magic mm. i would love to eat the um and i think you're even supposed to eat it in shadow and bone there's a like stag that uh, you need to like eat, kill and eat and then if you do well not you don't need to but if you do that then you'll gain like wild magical powers it's like a um it'll boost boost your own magical resonance and i bet you that stag tastes really good all right let's so move on to the next from magic stag all right let's move on to the next question that all was right. a good one. I, that, that was yeah, a good one. I like talking about food. <laughs> I haven't eaten anything today, actually. I like to think about it. I just had coffee. Maybe that's why I'm a little, a little shaky right now. I got to stop doing that. Sometimes, some days I just like wake up and I'm just like, all right, all I need is some coffee. And then it's like three in the afternoon. And I'm like, why do I feel like my heart's going to explode? <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait, it's because I haven't eaten anything today. I've only had coffee and no water. Yep, so dumb. It. All right, last question comes from a community member named Octocow23, another animal. Octocow23. Octocow23 asks, if you had the power to bring any fantasy animal to life to have as a companion, who would it be? I imagine they mean companion in the sense of like, just kind of palling around with? like Yeah, like a familiar. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, that makes sense. Um, wow. Yeah, give me give me yours while I think about this. Well, I couldn't quite decide, right? Because there's two routes that I could take, I feel like. Because as we all know, I'm a little selfish when it comes to, like, magical powers. And, like, I always like, kind of focus on, like, the what's in it for me angle. And two, my, my brain goes two places. One is something that can fly that I can ride, like a griffin or, like, a pegasus right. or yeah, a sense. little dragon or something like that. But that's also like very conspicuous and like yeah. I might be like shot down, you know, like I don't know what like F-18 Hornets will do if they see a dragon flying through the air, you know, and I don't have like the technology to be like interacting with them over radio or anything. So they can't be like, oh, sorry, you're in uh, unallowed airspace or something like that. And then the other route was like a little bit more conspicuous, which would be like some sort of like hawk or something that would just like be perching on my shoulder, making me look super awesome that I could send on like scouting missions, you know, totally. like sparrow hawk uh, uh, or lady hawk, you know, it turns into a woman that I can marry at the end of my story. Um, <laughs> you ever watch lady hawk? No, I don't know what that is. Oh, it's like a movie with this hawk is like a woman and I, <laughs> but it was like uh, a spell got it changed into a woman. Anyway. So yeah, I think, I don't know, definitely something that flies. I think I think for yeah, that makes sense. whether or not I can ride it or I have it, but it can fly because I think that's awesome because I can't. What are you thinking? So I'm a little, uh, you know, I have to attack this with a certain amount of nuance, obviously. Um, of course. So I, my first thought was Night Eyes from Farseer. But that's assuming that I do have the wit and I do have that bond with him and I can actually, we can trade thoughts. But then I thought about right. it more and I was like, Night Eyes is kind of a dick. Yeah, like I mean, like he's cool. He's very smart, and he's a really awesome companion, and he's very loyal. And you know, he's he's always there in the nick of time when Fitz makes a terrible decision. But I I just feel like Night Eyes wouldn't really like me, you know. So like, yeah, I would like to have him around, but I feel like he'd be like, oh wow, like half a pizza tonight, huh? Instead of a whole one, like you're doing right. great, Evan. You know what I mean? Like he'd just be like, hey, last, when's the last time you went outside, man? Like, come on, like, right, let's right. go. Isn't like, he we, a wolf? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So. Yeah. He'd be, he wouldn't, he wouldn't vibe too much with like my lifestyle, you know? So, yeah. But I mean, you could like like pass him off as like, like dogs are very accepted, especially here in Oregon. You know, we have like parks that have like dog watering. So, like, you could probably get away with having him around, be like, he's my animal companion and my guide, give him a little like fake permit. I think that there is really one resounding answer to this question, and it's 
Oi from the Dark Tower. You know, oh, so, boy. <laughs> so I feel like boy. that's like the best answer, and it's it's way absolutely like, yeah. I don't. Know, I was like oh. thinking like dragons. I was thinking all kinds of different stuff, and then I was like, oh wait, oi, yeah, dude. It's what about Guinevar? See, Guinevar, I feel like would be the same kind of like you have to you have to really think about what kind of person you are. <laughs> you know what I mean? Totally. And like Guinevar really works with Dritz, but like. How many sword fights are you getting into? Right, like, not, right, she'd be yeah. so bored. She'd be so bored. How many times do I need to like scout out an orc like tribe? Right, but like Oi would totally come with me to like downtown Portland to walk around and like totally. he'd, he'd just be like Oi, Oi, like he'd be totally be the fine best with wingman it. of all magical yeah. creatures. And he looks so much different than every other animal. You yeah. can't. I would take so many pictures of him. He's, He's literally like my a favorite famous character in Dark Tower. Yeah, uh, so I think Oi is the answer. Um, I, I wish right. I had I'm like a more like badass answer where you know like because dragon just it kind of reminds me of that Rick and Morty episode with the slut dragon. Uh, I don't know if you watched that. I don't know if you've seen that one. It's so <laughs> good. Dragons eat like a whole cow. Yeah, like the, yeah. Every I can feed Oi. Yeah, pissed off at you. Yeah, and like Oi, yeah, it'd be easy to feed him. It'd be cool to have like um, a Harry Potter owl, but like yeah, owls owls are pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. I just I don't know. The most of the time it's in a cage, and like I don't have an owry personally. So, yeah. like, it would have to be in a cage, and I think, like, I don't know, birds in cages are just, it seems like, it's like the one animal has the coolest form of travel, it can fly, and we put it in a cage, like, that seems not cool, right, you know? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't know, uh, I think that with a lot of animal, like, situations like this, with a lot of familiar situations like this, it's like, they're so glued into the context of the world that they're in right. that i would almost feel bad like ripping them out of it and putting them in my own you know ah. like so i i kind of like factor that in now if i was in a fantasy setting that changes the question up completely totally you know what i mean like it's like right, a whole right. different thing orcs. yeah if i was actually doing that then i probably as much as i do love oi i probably wouldn't take oi because <laughs> oi i mean oi helps he did help you know, right, he's very intelligent. He's, he, helps you find things. Yeah, but like also, like I mean, dragon or right, right, you know what right, I mean? right, right. <laughs> or or wolf or whatever. Like Grunvar Panther. Yeah, Panther, a spectral Panther that I can summon from the <laughs> Nether regions. Yeah, um, that if you ever like in a crumbling tower, it can just like take you to the astral realm real fast and then take you back. Like you know, many times that people get almost deaded yeah. in those books and then they don't because Grunvar is there to save the day. Um, I, I, there's one other thing, I can't remember his name, it's like right on the tip of my tongue, but the, the kind of like sentient skull from the Dresden Files. Oh, um, yeah, um, I can't remember name? what his name is, uh, but I, he's like, like I've Ed only read, something. A, I've only read like four books, but, uh, I did like that character a lot. Um, I liked kind of like how different he was from Harry and stuff Bob. and just... Is it Bob? Yeah, Bob okay. The skull, Bob. Yeah, yeah. Bob the skull. I really like Bob the skull. And um, though you would be like, like every person walking by would be like holding up crosses. Yeah, like, I mean, I, I'd Lord. probably just keep him in my basement. You know, I'd yeah, keep him with yeah. me, and he'd be like my like personal like Chat GPT spirit skull kind of thing. Yeah. You know? In um, Menzo Baranzan, they have in the city of the Drow and the Underdark. They have these lizards that yeah. are basically like a huge. Um, like salamander almost they yeah. stick to the walls and so you yeah. like strap in your legs and they can go up like the side of the cavern walls and like yeah. they run upside down while you're riding them it's so cool they have like um infrared vision too yeah yeah right? they yeah. see the infrared spectrum like that's pretty cool <laughs> oh, i just picture our ra salvatore on like his word processor in the early 90s just like and they totally can see in the dark yeah <laughs> <laughs> like echo like, location 
giant. Totally. Like, what other <laughs> cool powers can I give this lizard? You know? <laughs> oh man, they're so cool. What a blast! What a blast that must have been. But yeah, Seriously. I mean, I think what with um, because I've I really have put a decent amount of thought into this because I love animals and I love mm -hmm. fantasy and stuff. But um, I think something with just like more than average uh, animal intelligence, I yeah. think just has to really factor into it for me you because can be a friend. Yeah, and kind of that's why you know Hedwig in Harry Potter books. I always thought it was like a really cool animal, but like Harry and Hedwig, like they have like some like a little bit of a bond, right? It's like right. stuff, but it's like I always thought like it'd be so much cooler if like Hedwig could like weigh in on some stuff, you know? But right, totally. Just, like, she's being just a like an carrier owl. owl. Yeah, and owls are like, very very smart. They're like the smartest birds. Well, totally. actually, I think crows. I think crows are. Crows are yeah. yeah, crows are They're very smart. But like, it's weird that they don't have some better form of communication of like where they can just like teleport like a message. Like I write in this book, and then your the the copy that you have ha you have like the same words appear, but no, they give it to an owl that flies it around. Like that seems weird. I know it's funny because like uh, there's like a joke, and I think the teleport. fifth, I think in the fifth book when they're in the ministry and like. There's all these like memos flying around everywhere. Uh -huh. And then Arthur Weasley is like, we used to use owls, but the mess was terrible. And it's oh, like, right, yeah. it's like, dude, like how long has this ministry been around? How long have you right. had magic? And you just figured like, cause Arthur's not that old. So it's like, what right. in the last, in the last like 20 years, you guys figured this out of the last like few thousand. <laughs> so yeah, exactly. So there was like a, at least a thousand plus years of, or however, I don't know how there's long the ministry has been around. Thousands of memos flying and around. And there's just there. like for 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 centuries, there were just hundreds and hundreds of owls all over the place, right. and because they, they were just like, ah, we just can't figure out a better way to do this when they like, have magic. Uh, yeah, you're right. That's <laughs> yeah. That's and like, dumb. why don't they do? Why doesn't the rest of the world adopt the like flying memo thing to like so that way you don't have to like, waste the owls' time? You can just like magic your actual note and it zips through the air on over or something maybe it's a little more clandestine because owls are like civilians might not be like they see this like paper airplane like flying around it's probably a good thing that you weren't editing jk rowling's work because uh you probably, probably. would have just been like what this is why would you do this you know <laughs> this is so they, dumb why would you just seem... magic this <laughs> they seem... she's like but this is a really cool idea it's this funny joke we have to just commit to the joke <laughs> owl poop what about the owl poop joke yeah <laughs> <laughs> all right whatever you, you crazy millionaire <laughs> oh, <man. laughs> do whatever Seriously. you want i guess uh yeah that's gonna do it for us today everybody that was a really fun q a we love doing those episodes yeah thank you for submitting the questions and of course, we do have the Friday Forge channel in the Discord if you'd like to ask us anything on your mind. But you can ask us really anything, but you know, keep it to... Anything. Yeah, I mean, we'll I answer mean, it. Yeah, so like, yeah, we'll answer it, yeah. <laughs> keep it PG-13, maybe. Yeah. You know? <laughs> if you can. <laughs> Just in the Discord in general, maybe keep it PG-13. <laughs> right. We do have an Not Safe for Work channel. We do, yeah. You are going to go, go wild. Yeah. Go there, you know? <laughs> go wild. Um, but yeah, I'm going to take off. I got some other stuff. I need to go read. I'm, I'm reading a bunch of different stuff I'm, um, right now. I'm almost done with the second read through of your book. So Woo! I'm pretty stoked on that. Oh, man. I'm You're go in there. that bad boy. Yeah, I'm reading uh, The Trouble with Peace, the second book oh. in uh, Abercrombie's Age of Madness. And I like it more already than Age of uh, than um, A Little Hatred. of uh, Just the way that the, the lay of the land and everything with when that book ended. You know, mm -hmm. it's just it's just better. Yep. I also started uh, a Leviathan Falls this morning. Same. So. Yeah. Did you? Nice. Cool. It's good. It's really, really good. Very good. Yeah. <laughs> Starting off it. like, okay, baby, let's do it. <laughs> so I'm excited. You can feel that James S.A. Corey is just like, okay, here's the last one. Right. Here we go. Hit, hit it out of the park. Yeah. And then also I'm reading. Oh yeah, I finished Thunderhead. We'll have an episode oh, on yeah, that same. very very soon. Yeah, Thunderhead in the next the ending, couple actually. days. Yeah, I like the ending quite a bit. Yep. So we've got the toll left, and then we'll have just 
banged out scythe i mean yeah dude very quickly that <laughs> uh, was an and easy, then fun read and then we have red rising red rising and, and uh, faithful in the fallen, fallen. yep yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we are going to be reading red rising and faithful in the fallen at the same time and then hopefully we finish red rising around the same time that the last book comes out on july 6th oh, right. i believe is when it comes out and then after red rising uh, i think we're doing the binti by nitty akora for cool. which should be really cool and then the bone ships by oh yeah <laughs> yeah that's bone gonna be ships. really cool i'm so stoked and then also um when women women were dragons we're doing for the patreon yep, uh, which that's in the next to. in the next week or so everybody look out for cool. that and join the patreon if you have the means everybody it's three bucks a month you get a bunch of different cool stuff uh, the patreon is the place to be and it helps evan and i out a ton so much anyway i'm gonna go everybody thank you so much for listening to this episode i hope you have an awesome rest of your day and of course happy reading bye everybody